<laughs> Welcome to the Educate Me podcast. We're having a bit of a laugh in the green room here. We've been having a real ball on the Friday afternoon, hanging out with Jonathan Shack, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedette, and myself, Ben Newsom. And uh, we're actually discuss discussing some of the ways that, uh, well, you know, not just copyright in its dry form might be impacted by AI, but our artwork, all the things that can be produced in the real world, and how does the ownership work? When does the AI own it? Can it even own it? Uh, do we always own everything, even if we just own the AI that did the thing? I don't know. But either way, we're having a bit of a chat in the background in the green room. So that there's a very interesting article that you shared, hey? Yeah, well, uh, I can officially say that uh, according to the US Copyright Office, if, if the AI is the only one that actually created the artwork, it, there is no copyright over it, unless there's a human involved. Uh, so in the US, if you want to do artwork created by AI, make sure that you do at least involve yourself at least partly because otherwise you can't hold the copyright for it. Does that mean? And, uh, yeah, so I think. Is, is that beyond, beyond signing it? Sorry, what was that no, Ben? No, Ben. No, it's, it's one of those afternoons. It's all good. Uh, no, I was just curious. Does that go beyond just signing it? Or can you just put a red dot in the middle of a massive painting? Like what, define human input. The way it was sort of, um, I read, actually went back and looked at the, the, the actual determination. It needs, the human needs to be involved in the artistic development. So what that means ultimately comes down to, uh, you know, being, you know, I'm not an artist, so I'm not going to go into a great detail. So I can't really talk on that in great detail. But ultimately, from my perspective, it means at least being involved in some creation of the actual final artwork, be that curation of it and, uh, adjusting a few things or uh, I do a lot of work with uh, for me it was really interesting because of words um, so if this is the case for art you know it's very likely that content generated uh, words or articles generated by uh, AI only would also not be covered by copyright unless this is human got involved and edited for instance and I think you can apply the same way to, to art well, Suzette, I, I immediately just went to my, fa say, a favourite art artist that I have. And say if I was um, a, a budding artist myself who was using previous artists' work for inspiration and then altering it with AI, and I had, uh, you know, I think there's some questions around that as well. How can you use somebody else's work as the, the impetus or the stimulus or part of and then add your own creativity into it and still be able to claim it, claim the copyright? Well, I think it would probably come down. I'm not a lawyer. Also, this is the you know, disclaimer here, but I think that would also come down to, um, depending on the, 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 the copyright requirements of that, organ um, that particular country, but generally the only way you can use someone else's work is if it's a parody or... Um, if it's cites the original. So I think ultimately AI doesn't change any of that. All it does is it's actually how it's created. So if you're taking someone mm. else's artwork, there are there's a lot of examples of people taking people's other people's artwork and using AI to there's um, an example of a um, an individual um, the Mona Lisa being turned into mm. um, being done by Picasso or done by Monet as yeah. a you know, sort of Leonardo da Vinci and so the different styles so I think but ultimately that would come under a bit of a 
come under the ruling of a suspected parody because it's it's obviously a different version of the original. It's not intended to be a completely new piece of artwork. Uh, so I suppose it comes down to how you're class classifying it and how you're trying to adopt it as your own work or not. Mm. Oh, cop copyright always gets people um, thinking. It gets temperatures up a little bit as well, don't they? Because it's about it, it, your intellectual property. Um, so, yeah, I think, Jonathan, what were you um, you were thinking about? I was just thinking that you know how a lot of people fear AI that it's going to destroy their jobs and like all new technology has had that fear, but at, at the same time it's created a lot more and different jobs. And, and I just writing on your point there about fear and, and copyright and lawyers getting involved, well, as as some people lose their jobs, there's more lawyers because of AI. <laughs> it's always a balance, you know, a, a, an attempt at balance. So if something is pushed down and something else comes up and, um, you know, if there's huge debates about copyright because of AI, there will be a huge rise in legal fraternity trying to cope with that issue. And eventually, slow pokes that they are, government will catch up. Yeah, and it does make me think about inadvertent um, copyright mistakes whereby, I mean, for example, I'm not a musician, I'm, I'm terrible, I can't play guitar to save myself, just say I could just for a moment. I mean, a lot of great songs have been recorded on four chords and surely at some point in time, they're basically, this, there's a couple of songs that are basically the same yeah. by the words. Yeah. So, I mean, once you employ AI as the snoop, as the one to go find the thing that might have occurred, that's going to create a whole another kettle of uh, <laughs> worms yeah. opened up all over the place. It's, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting. Well, I hope it doesn't block creativity. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Well, that's already been challenged. I mean, like the Chiffons had their, their song, He's So Fine, and then and they sued um, George Harrison for My Sweet Lord. And that's the similarity. That's it. If you listen to the so two songs, but he lost because he made lots of money and they didn't. So the courts decided, you know, the American courts as they are, they decided they'd give it to the Yanks. Um, so he lost and it didn't stop his creativity. That's why I raise it. You know, he said, I'll oh, bugger it and just went and wrote some more songs. But you're right. I mean, there's so many songs that, I mean, as we acquire such a deep repository of music now with new songs and new riffs and, and new bands all the time at an ever increasing rate, but we never lose what's already been created. Mm. It must be almost impossible not to repeat some of the work of other people. Yeah, that's what crossed my mind. Well, what do we say? I mean, there's an idea started somewhere and we, we have ideas based on what we've done, who we've read, who we've had experience with, what comes up. And so perhaps some of our ideas aren't brand new at all. <laughs> so <but laughs> copyrights gets re it really gets temperatures going. And yes, um, so I'd be interested to see um, how far this, this goes, Suzette, and whether it does apply just not just in the States, but across all other countries. Because we've already got okay. universities that, you know, in, employ people and they come up with inventions and the university says, well, they own it, not the people who invented it. So, you know, and there's been whole legal debates over that. Mm. I think it's all fallen on the side of the universities in reality, but um, 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. Sorry, Suzette, I interrupted. I was just going to say, um, look, ultimately, when the thing with this is that is this is, an, in, in fact, the determination from the Copyright um, Board was for exactly this reason. The legislation hasn't changed with a lot of these things. All it is it, um, is the AI is a medium. And so, um, and in the case of the US copyright, uh, it act, they actually have it in their legislation that there needs to be somewhat like a human. I um, can't remember the exact words, but it was essentially saying a human does the, it creates the item. But the actual um, around it and how it works, none of that's changed. It's, you know, if you take the AI out and you put a human back in and say how you were saying before about uh, making a change to and doing a, um, taking a piece of artwork and, and adjusting it and, and doing the same sort of thing as when you, you take someone else's article or their piece yeah. of written work and you make changes, you really should be um, validate or um, citing the original yeah. because you haven't created something completely new. You've built it on somebody else's work and as such, the other person should be um, acknowledged. Mm. Mm. Couldn't agree more. In fact, I lost a really great opportunity to fund something last week because uh, the chap who's got the really great thing posted up an article on LinkedIn and the funder went and copied it and put it straight up on LinkedIn and topped and tailed it under their name. Oh. He was, uh, he was not happy. <laughs> Doesn't blame me, thankfully, but he's not happy. That's the human side of things. With this, I have not named any names. <laughs> and, and this is the thing with this is that ultimately we're not talking about you know people who are listening to this might be thinking AI this is a big problem um, scary and everything but the reality is we're still talking about people AI is just a tool in the mix in the case of the art it's being it's the it's it's essentially the tool of the human instead of um, a palette brush for instance as a paint for a painter and I think that coming back to Ben, how you were saying about having a hum, you know, human in the mix, if you come at it from the perspective of treating that the AI is essentially the artist's tool, then it becomes a case of how much, you know, the, the human is still directing it and still being involved in the creation of the art. Then it's a, it's a copyrighted piece of work. Mm. If the AI is allowed to just completely develop it on its own, then it's not. Mm. Right, I've got to ask you to this, righto, so that we're talking about AI creating a thing, whatever that thing might be. Um, what if you created the AI? Yeah. Because it's your thing then and it's acting upon your design and yet it's designing after the fact not as a secondary construct. Not according to copyright. Yeah, not copyright. That was exactly the situation is because the person said that they had created the, essentially the AI, that they, but no, um, it's uh, in this particular case, it, the actual AI itself was, uh, yeah. I actually understand yeah. that because if you, and we talked about this earlier, if you created an AI that created an AI that created an AI that created an art piece, where do you stop? Yeah. You know? Oh, good, good thoughts. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be thinking, quite uh, quite uh, widely as well, because all of us have different thought processes, different life experience, and we all have our own curiosities. So fascinating conversation for a Friday afternoon. So everybody, I think you should copyright that it's time probably today to 
have some type of renew focus and a relaxed focus and um, make sure you have enjoyed your week. Find the gems and um, don't be too afraid of AI because it's here as a tool that's going that can help us be far more creative, efficient, give us back some time and give us some enjoyment in life. How do I do? Friday afternoon. Uh, you did. You did very well. And, and on that point, it really is. Uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants. So acknowledge them accordingly. Perhaps that's maybe what we need to do. So I uh, will thank you very much for listening on in to uh, all of us here. Carrie Benedet, Suzette Bailey, Jonathan Shack, and myself, Ben Newsom, on a Friday afternoon. It's knockoff time. I hope it is for you wherever you are listening around the globe. And I will catch you another time. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.